0: Father, this morning we just want to thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, we are your children. We thank you, Father, it is your Son who made it possible. We thank you, Father, that in Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. We thank you, Father, that faith itself is victory. We thank you, Lord. This morning, Father, I truly want to thank you for Brother Churian's mother's life. We thank you, Lord, the life she lived, the good fight she fought. That today she's in your presence. We thank you for her life encouraged. Thousands of people Lord. She lived among them, she took care of them, and she died among them, and she's buried among them. We wanna thank you, Lord. Big mom as they called her. We thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Truly we can say Lord O oh death there is your sting O oh death there is your victory but death has been swallowed in victory in Christ Jesus we commit the church there grieving for his wife all into thy hands Egypt too Come into their hands, they are grieving. But Lord, you are the God of all comfort. You will reach out and meet each one there at their point of need. For you are a miracle working God. The enemy may scoff, they may mock, but we rejoice. Because the truth has set us free, Lord. This morning, the ministry of the word first and prayer, we commit into thy hands. We pray, Father, that as we continuously hear, study, read the word, it will cause us to see life differently. And when our days and times come, we too will stand like these great ones, Lord. This morning we commit ourselves, Spirit of God, speak to us, teach us, and impress your truths deep into us in a man, Lord, that we live and walk by it, for in Jesus' name we pray, <coughs> Amen, Amen, Amen. We'll turn to Joshua chapter 3, verse 10, remember we were looking at, We looked at uh, 4 and 5 but we we skipped this and we are coming back to that because this is how we know. By this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. This is how you will know. Yesterday if you were there. I guess you were there. If you go to Matthew twelve twenty-eight and Luke eleven twenty, 20, that's where use these references when Jesus is talking about. <clears throat> if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. How do you know the kingdom of God has come upon you? Because the kingdom of God advances by violence, and the violence is against the powers of darkness. This is how you will know. This is how you will know that the kingdom of God is advancing. Joshua's Joshua led army was advancing, but first they had to cross River Jordan. And after that, how do you know they were advancing? They would drive out these seven nations. This is how you will know. But if I cast out demons with the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So we are in a battle constantly and the kingdom of God has to keep Take advantage. This is our soul. Okay, <laughs> Luke eleven twenty again. Jesus says the same thing. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So we see that the same thing which God is telling Joshua. This is how you will know. How will you know? How will I know? Now we know we are saved, but how do we know the kingdom of God? which is not a matter of talk, it's a matter of power, it's advancing in us that kingdom of God is a realm, it's also a set of ideas, principles, it is also a way of life. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, because that's a way of life, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God actually means many things, and here that's what he's trying to say. In 1 John chapter 3, and verse 8, This is what Jesus said. For this purpose, the Son of Man came. What did he come for? Okay. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay. One of the reasons Jesus, or the primary reason Jesus was manifested in the flesh, that in the flesh, he would destroy the works of the devil, which includes sin and death. So that is how we know. So there are, Seven nations. We looked at the Canaanites. There, in the order that is mentioned, the first is the Canaanite spirit. That is the first spirit we have to overcome. Because always we make our choices based on loss and gain. That is the world. If you choose to make it that way, you won't progress further. <clears throat> the Canaanite spirit has already trapped you. Is what What is there in this for me? In simple English, what is there in it for me? And if you don't see gain, you will not choose that. You will not choose that if you see, if you don't see gain. But the kingdom of God does not operate on gain and loss. It actually operates on the principle of loss so that you can gain. You are willing to lose so that you will gain eternally. If you are looking at temporal gain, God says you will lose eternally. But if you look at temporal loss, you will gain eternally. So he says, it is not that you lose, but he says you will gain. But the gain may not be on this side at all. The gain may be on the other side. We have a wonderful lady. She passed away. She was attacked. She was in the ventilator for many days. She passed away. Where she, was. she was an awesome lady. In her 90s, living among a people <laughs> she didn't know, mentored them, took care of the church. And uh, last night she passed away. Okay, so what I'm saying is, and these are not ordinary people. <laughs> these are not ordinary people. These are extraordinary people. These are not poor people. These are not illiterate people. These are not people who were not like nobody in the system. These are people who are very, very, very high up in the system, but they chose to lose, to gain. Chose. To lose to gain. And actually, what I wrote to the church and to the family was that I'm absolutely sure, like Stephen, when to we used to call her, her soul left, Jesus stood up. Because she, she was a veteran. Like, mm-hmm. so, so we look at life differently. Because if, see, the whole purpose of studying and reading, receiving the Word of God is that we look at life completely differently and we make our choices accordingly. So we have to realize, we have to kick the Canaanite spirit out who cannot operate anymore under the principle of gain and loss. If you look, if you are making your choices and it is very subtle, it is very, very subtle from the time you wake up in the morning onward this principle is working. So because gain is connected with the world, Loss is connected with the kingdom, okay, so please remember this. The second thing we saw was uh, and remember God said there will be no Canaanite in his kingdom. second one, of course is there other Hittites, and we saw that it is fear and these are companion spirits, okay, gain and then fear comes, and you will see with Adam onwards, it's starting. They hunt in pairs, they hunt in groups, but today I want to look at the third one, the Hivites, okay, now Hivites, um, theologians will come up, come with the village, kind of looking at etymology and all, but let's look into scripture, okay. If you go to Genesis chapter 34 and verses 1 to 5 and then Genesis 9, 1 to 7, okay. Now Dina, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when she came, the son of Hamor, the Hivite. So the first time you hear a Hivite is she came, connected with Dinah. Okay. That's the first time you see a Hivite. He took her by force, lay with her and violated her. Okay. His soul was strongly attracted to Dina, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman, spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamar, saying, Get me this young woman as a wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter, and now his sons were with livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they We know the whole story. So the first thing you see about the Hivite is that, well, let's go to Joshua also, and then we will understand how it works. Joshua chapter 9 and verses 1 to 7. Okay, 9 is where? no I remember the Gibeonites. I, I, I'm not going into the details because we are working under the um, impression that you know your scripture. If you don't know your scripture, I'll send you to Sunday school. Now it came to pass when all the kings were on this side of the Jordan, in the hills, in the lowland, in the coast of the great sea, Toward Lebanon, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites heard about it. They heard about Jericho. I everything Jordan, okay, and they gathered together to fight with Joshua and Israel with one accord. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon, okay, heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they worked craftily. They worked craftily and went and pretended to be ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And they took old sacks on their donkeys, old wineskins torn and mended, old sandals on their feet, old garments on themselves, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua, to the camp of Gilgal, and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a far country, now therefore make a covenant with us. Then the men of Israel said to the Hivites, so they were Hivites, the Givanites were Hivites. So, you will see whether it is with Shechem or whether it is with here, they are crafty and their whole thing is is deception. They are deceived and they deceive. They are deceived and they deceive. It is deception. And you will see the whole thing that happens with Shechem and Jacob's sons, is also they will also use deception. So, you will see the Hivite spirit is thriving in Canaan, in the land. Okay, and you will realize, other than with I, Joshua never loses a battle, but he gets deceived. He gets deceived, okay. So we need to understand, this is a very powerful, probably the most, or one of the most powerful spirits that is operating, okay. At a personal level, Dina represents the daughter of Jacob. Okay, daughter of Jacob, a type of a church who went into the world and was deceived. That fellow is also deceived after violating her that I'm in love with her. When there is nothing common between them, the uncircumcised and the circumcised. So you will see deception and the violence that will follow and the sons of Jacob will use deception to kill them all. Okay. And here again, you will realize when the given it, realize, okay, these guys cannot be defeated. The God is too powerful. They are crafty and they deceive them into making a covenant with them in the name of their God. So you understand deception is a very, very powerful force. Okay. So if you go to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, 10 and 11. So the great dragon was cast out. The serpent of all (coughs) called the devil and Satan. What does he do? He deceives the whole world. So he deceives the whole world. That is his power. He deceives the whole world. And he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And verse 11. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. So you see the deceiver is here in verse 9. And in verse 11, there's a group of people who are overcomers. That means they were successful in overcoming his deception. They were not deceived. They were not deceived. Okay, the overcomers were not deceived. They saw through all his lies. They saw through it. So there is a set of people who will always overcome. And we have to overcome these spirits and we have to overcome the spirit of deception. If you go to Revelation 20, okay, verses 1 to 3 and then 7 and 8. 1 to 3 is when the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit And a great chain in his hand, he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till thousand years were finished for a thousand year reign of Jesus Christ. One of the things that will not be, there will be no deception, Be no deception. There will be no deception. There will be no fear. There will be no Canaanite. <laughs> None of these things will be... There will be no deception. Okay, Because you need to realize, you know what, no? See, that's why every human government will fail. Because every government government is promising an utopia without these spirits being handled. When the governments themselves are controlled by these spirits, that is the biggest deception. So we like fools every five years and go and vote thinking, next Ram Rajya is coming. It is not going to come. It is not going to happen. The way it is going to happen is when Christ is going to have. So we are called to advance the kingdom of God by spiritual violence. Because these are the spirits that are controlling in 7 and 8 when Satan is released. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. And he will go out to the nations. This is the power of it. To deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. So how, how so now here you are not talking about the Canaanite spirit or the Hittite spirit. It is the Hivite spirit that is gonna gather the people against Jesus Christ after a thousand year of perfect rule. So you need to understand how diff- how powerful deception is how powerful deception is so we have to understand how this works how this works because we are all of us are vulnerable okay nobody is invulnerable okay even jesus was vulnerable if you did not follow his fathers guidelines And the leading of the Holy Spirit, he too have been vulnerable. So he showed us a way. He was never deceived. That was not because he was a son of God, because he came in the likeness of human flesh, lived with us, was tempted at all points, and did not sin. That means he could not be deceived, so he did not sin. So we have to look at. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19, we look at three first. Look at going through the teaching. We know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Simple question. How did it go under the sway of the wicked How did he manage to get them all? Through deception. It is through deception. Okay. It is through this? And please remember, we people, <laughs> we people are more vulnerable to deception. Okay. are vulnerable to deception in the sense like, you know, when uh, uh, yesterday, Pastor Vijay was... Uh, Teaching from the book of Lot, no, oh, not the book of Lot, <laughs> from the book of Genesis about Lot. Now Lot has a lot to say about has to be, you know. One look and he was deceived. <laughs> okay, and he was deceived. Okay, if you go to verse eleven, okay, thirteen, eleven. Okay. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed. See all these people who were deceived, including Cain, on what all go to the east, and it is true. The further east you go, the further you go away from God. Okay, and you have serpents and dragons and all this. This is a part of it. Okay, why do we fall so easily to all these things? you know serpent, the devil is called the serpent, and you have serpent worship all over the east. He is called the ancient dragon. You have dragon worship all the way till Japan. Dragon festivals and dragon festivals everywhere. You see, you know why? The further you go to the east, the more. So we are living because you see, each country has its own spiritual influences. All the strongmans over every country is not the same. They have to, though all of them are there, the strongman will be different. So further we move into the east, you need to realize we get deceived easily. We get deceived easily. So we have to be very careful under what kind of animal. That's why we stay under the blood. We stay under the blood. Okay. So there are different ways in which the spirit operates. And the first and the primary way he operates is that the whole world system in which, not the earth, the earth and its fullness belongs to God. Okay, whenever people, whenever I come in, don't get upset with me whenever I tell you that I love the mountains, I hate the city. A city is a man's creation. I will love that city that comes from above. And every other city is a man's creation. It's full of deception. Why is it so easy to preach in the country and so difficult to preach in the city? It's because the city itself is a deceptive creation. And the first builder of the city was Cain. And the Bible says we are not of the city, down, We are our city, the mother that is from heaven, Jerusalem. That's a different city altogether. So we need to understand the city life itself is false. There's nothing true about the city life. Think true about the city life. Everything about the city life is false. Okay. We don't have natural light. We don't have natural water. We don't breathe natural air. We don't eat natural food. Everything is sourced from where it is natural and then contaminated, processed and given to us who are made to live in ghettos. There's nothing that is real. Our fellowship is not real. Our churches are not real. Because everybody is under constraint, finish, 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 you need to go, need to go, need to go, need to go. Sunday also, yes, Sunday is the only day I am free to do my shopping, so after church I have to go for shopping. You see, our life is false, it's a fake life, city lives are fake lives. You go on the other hand, you go to the countryside and you realize it's a completely different life altogether, there is no pressure, nobody is looking at light. Okay? If the the electricity goes, nobody is bothered. Go outside, sit around, have your meeting over there, sit under that tree and have your worship services. None of these things bother there. You don't have water, it does not matter. Go down to the river, pull your water out or do the well, Pull. everything changes over there. So we think this life is real. This life is not real. This life. That's why when we read the book of Acts or records and all this, it won't. Know how does it? It's because it's not a city life. It's not a city life. So the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, and he's the creator of cities. And they want smart cities and smart cities and smart cities and more smart cities, and people who live there think they are smart. They are not smart. Live in a city but think (laughs) Okay. Live in a city, it's okay if you have no choice, live in a city, but don't think like the city. Okay, so you will see when we live in that in this in this world system. The world system and the ideas and the pressure. It is so easy to give in. How long will you fight? Long will you fight? no people give in after some time very rarely do you find people who keep on fighting all their life i will not give in to this idea of this world the ideas of the world give in to the pressure of everything the pressure Thank you, the pressure like 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 all of your students are sitting over here now the pressure of education is in the city you go to the village the pressure is not there Pressure is not there. Harvest season and all the kids are not in school. Planting season you have to, you won't find them. Classrooms are empty because they're all in the fields. There are two things I always watch on YouTube. One is railways, the other is the countryside.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. And I, I, I see this incredible, they're not Christians or anything, incredible families. This is one family somewhere in Karnataka. They have 15, 20 or 30 acres of land and they have built their own indigenous agriculture with the community and all. They had two sons, well-to-do sons. But they decided they are not going to send them to school. Send them to school. And the kids are big. They said, our parents taught us home, basic English, math, science, and we picked up as we went. And they are running the whole thing with their parents. They never went to school or college. And the parents also were from the city once and they decided, we are tired of this life. We are getting out of the grid. And I said, You check YouTube, you will see hundreds and thousands of people who have got off the grid. And they said, we are tired of this. This is not the way life was intended to live. We will not give in to this pressure. They went off the grid. Okay. And these are unbelievers. Once you are into the grid... Into the I always will tell you in all the years of my life, you no, know, I'm going to be next year, I'll be 60 years old. In 59 years, the best years, I'm not talking in terms of salvation, I'm talking about sheer joy. The best year of my life in 59 years was one year when we lived in one little town. It's not even a town, you can call it a village in Bhutan where there was no electricity. One year. Then we were transferred out. There was no electricity there. That was the best year of my life as far as I can remember. And you think today how can you live life without electricity, right? People did for almost 6,000 years. What way has electricity changed our lives? Has it made us more happy? <laughs> Took up all this. Thank God for all these things. But I'm saying, has it made you more at peace? More joy? No. <laughs> On, these are questions we need to ask. How, how happy and peaceful were our ancestors? Okay? You have to ask this question because these are, see, these are all ideologies. Electricity is just neutral thing. But suddenly there's an ideology and ideas that come with that put pressure on us. Now we are sitting up two in the morning because there is electricity and working. Three in the morning and working. And there is internet. Internet is 24-7. So nobody is sleeping. We don't realize behind all these are ideas and ideologies and it's permeating into our minds and we are losing our peace, we are losing our health, we are losing our joy and we are adding to our worries. The world system. You have to understand what the world's wisdom We live in this system and the system gets them to our nerves. So it can be at a personal level. Dina went to check out the world. Without realizing, a hivite was waiting for her there. And she was deceived, he was deceived, and the whole thing collapsed. So the first thing we need to realize is the pipeline. One of the ways through which the deception comes, the spirits of deception or the deception comes, is through the world system in which we live. I value education. But don't be on that point. Because one thing I have fundamentally understood is that if you put LKG, UKG, that is 12, plus 2, plus plus 3, plus 2, plus another 4. So putting all that education in my life was absolutely a waste of time. Whatever I learned, I learned on my own by the books I picked to, to read by myself rest was, except for math and shopping, the rest was all useless. All my physics was useless. Because I still don't understand how these things work, but I use it. And I realize the illiterate man is also using it without learning physics. (laughs) Think about this honestly, I'm not saying you shouldn't study but I'm just saying that, be very careful because these are ideas that get into our heads get into our heads and like I said at the end of the day, we have only this much time to live (laughs) and I think about it I think. imagine you live only for 60 years and 30 years were spent in studying half your life is gone studying and then the other 30 years you realize what you studied is not useful Okay. Then one third of the life is left. Then what is left? <laughs> so think about it. Okay. Honestly we have to recalibrate our minds and not think the way the world is. The second thing is first Timothy chapter four one. First is the world system, First Timothy four one. Now the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit, expressly says, it has been there from the beginning, but especially in the last days. Some will depart from the faith. That faith, like I told you, you have to understand what faith is. Faith is a lifestyle. Sight is a lifestyle. Sight is the way the world lives. Faith is the way God wants us to live. Okay, Faith is the way God wants us to live. And sight is the way the world lives. In the latter times, some will depart from the faith. Why? Because they will give heed, they will listen to what deceiving spirits. So there are two the two things I mentioned over there deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So <coughs> it is both what we call personal and doctrinal. Okay. There are personal spirits. Okay, Even when you are listening to me, what is the voice that is contradicting in your mind? Who is speaking to you? Ah. Who is speaking? If you listen carefully, there are voices speaking in your mind. Says, uh, I, what pastor says may be true, but it still won't happen for me. I can still be in the world and one day when I choose, get out of it. That's what Lot also thought. But you will realize you cannot get out of it unless you choose to stay out of it. That's what Jesus says, You are in the world, but you are not of it. And those is a choice you have to make. Abraham was in Canaan, but he was not a Canaanite. Lot went into Canaan, went into the sun, he became a Canaanite. Okay, so you have to realize that this is personal deceived. He giving heed or listening to deceiving spirits. So there are spirits that put thoughts into our heads. Otherwise, how do people get depressed? you don't get depressed unless you listen to a thought. And the thought, who put the thought in there? So it has to be resisted by faith. Resisted by faith. Okay, now in a particular country where this thing happened, and I'm just telling you where the dear sister passed away and there is this young man watching over her, sitting with her for weeks together now. It's a young man from... Another faith came to the Lord, and also he writes to me and says, Pastor, what do I do? Big Mom has passed away. What do I do? They have given us one hour. Get the body out, otherwise we will do our kind of this thing. Hey, so last night was like I was here till almost eleven in the night. <clears throat> it was like so many things happen. So what do you do? in a situation like that, okay? So I'm telling you openly so that we understand how we handle the systems by sight or by faith. So I wrote to him and said, Son, post-death, don't worry about the body. First, don't worry about the body. The person is already gone. The real person, the soul, has already gone and is with Jesus. Now what happens to the body is irrelevant, primarily irrelevant. It does not matter. How the body is disposed of really does not matter because whether it is buried or cremated, it does not or some die in the sea, fish eat it, and all kinds of things happen. But when the trumpet blows, new body will come back. It's not that body that is coming back. The dead will arise and they will receive. The ones who get the old bodies are the dead. Those who are not saved, they will get their old bodies back. Okay. So if you die at 90... Unsaved, you'll get your 90 year old body back. Okay, so remember, it's not the same what you're thinking about, so we don't have to worry so much about the body, but when we have the freedom, the liberty, the resources, we do things in a dignified way because we respect the soul that departed. But we don't have to know. People are so worried. Even here, so many people who hear messages and know the message is true will not leave their dead churches because they're more worried about the burial. So these are the living dead. They're so worried about the burial. I mean, does it really matter? Does it really matter? No. What matters is the soul. What matters is the soul. So get these ideas very, very clear. Because into everything, there are doctrines. There are doctrines. Okay? So there are these two things that will happen, has been happening, and it happened especially in the last days. What is it? There will be deceiving spirits. Spirits that will speak to you. See, these spirits know us very well. They know us better than we know ourselves. Because they don't leave us. They've been with us. That's why some of the spirits are called familiar spirits. (laughs) You may not be familiar with them, but they are familiar with you. (laughs) So they know you well. They know us well, familiar spirits, okay? So deceiving spirits and the doctrine of demons you know, doctrines of demons, like now we see the extreme, bizarre things that are happening in the West. But you need to realize it is both demonic in the sense of personal and also there are doctrines, ideologies which is being passed on. Both are working. The the demon of LGBT movement and the doctrine behind it, both are happening. Okay, you know what it is? The white spirit deceives. And they are so radical about it. And when you see their anger and their violence and doing it, you will say, oh, their convictions are very strong. (laughs) Which is true. Their convictions are 100% strong and 100% false. Because they are totally deceived. But it is wrong. We need to understand that's how it works. In Revelation 18, 23. So there will be a doc- for doctrines of demons, see, for deceiving spirits, you can hear personally. You may not be aware of it unless you are sensitive, but you will hear a thought coming, not a voice speaking, but the thought is put in your mind. They are very good at putting that. in. That's a deceiving spirits. The other one is false teachers are there everywhere, from churches to universities, false teachers who will put across these doctrines are there. Now, all these Ivy League academies, universities are full of false teachers who, who subscribe to these ideologies and brainwash the young. If you look at all the things that are happening out there in the Western world, and even here, now today the hearing is beginning, beginning in Supreme Court about legalizing same-sex marriage, okay, and you will realize which way the court will go, you don't know. The government is vehemently opposed, but the court may not be. And you need to behind it, the when you listen to the- if if you wanna listen, now the Supreme Court's many proceedings are live. You wanna listen, you look to the arguments, you'll realize these are doctrines. Okay, there are doctrines. Lawyers standing up and giving why it should be legalized. Okay, doctrines. You need to understand. We cannot operate without a doctrine. So when the Bible talks about doctrine, it is a doctrine of Christ, meaning it's a lifestyle. This is how Christ thinks, this is how Christ talks, this is how Christ lives. So that's the doctrine we subscribe to. And every doctrine that opposes that doctrine is demonic. And that's what the Bible is talking about in Revelation chapter 18 and Verse 23. The light of a lamb shall not shine in you anymore. It's talking about Babylon. And the voice of the bridegroom and his bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants, as the Canaanites, were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. You need to realize there is deceiving spirits, doctrines of demons, and there are sorcerers. Now, you will need to understand why is that when we pray, we come against every occult, every ritual, every sorcerer, every witch, every wizard, because that is how people are deceived. Why is that people are not able to see? (laughs) Because there is sorcery happening all the time. Without sorcery, you cannot be deceived. Hmm. There is sorcery happening all the time. All the nations, Babylon as the mother, Of this world. The father is of course the devil. Babylon has the mother. Okay? So there is father god and Jerusalem as a symbolic mother and Babylon is a system. Okay? It's not a person, it's a system. How did Babylon deceive this whole world? Through sorcery. Through sorcery. And we need to understand sorcery is absolutely real and people are all being pulled into, drawn into sorcery because the rewards, the investment is little, that's how it looks, and the returns are high and fast. So why do people fall for this scam? Invest and in 24% yield in one year also. Nobody even thinks. And then they will go scammer to call my money. But you are fooled. You don't get that kind of yield anywhere. In Kerala, I used to call them blade companies. They cut your throat. And government is always watching on. And these companies thrive and then suddenly they disappear. In the same way, people are all being people, young and older, all walks of life, people are being Pulled into sorcery very subtly. It was not like old days where you had a shaggy man-to-man with all. It's not. Now it's five-star kind of joints. Uh, You are invited to come and experience power. And people get pulled into it. Because what is happening? Sorcery. For the sake of studies, going up in the career, business people, all. How did Babylon deceive the nations? Through her. Sorcery. In Revelation 13 and verse 14. And 19 and verse 20. He deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell in the earth to make an image to the beast who was so wounded by the sword and loved. What is he talking about? Go to 19, 20. It will explain. Then the beast was captured with him, the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast. Okay, If you look at big churches, especially very large churches, where doctrine is either absolutely shallow or false, what is there is they have signs. Why do people gather there? They have signs. The reason people go, oh, there is miracles there. What is the reason? What does he do? He deceived, it is by the prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast. Why will a whole lot of namesake Christians ultimately so easily receive the mark? Because they were deceived by science. Science was an attestation to doctrine. But then doctrine has been watered down and changed and science becomes the main thing. That's why I have issues with miracle ministries. We need miracles. But that is not. This miracle is only an attestation of the doctrine. And doctrine can stand on its own without a miracle. John the Baptist did not do one miracle. But his doctrine was absolutely powerful and true. So we have to be careful about this. lot of people will get dis- deceived. People will get deceived. And that's what the Bible is talking about. Deception will take place in these last days. Okay. So remember, first is the whole world system, the ideas that permit. Second, there's a the personal, okay, personal deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And they use sorcery. They use science. They will use any methods to deceive people from that narrow path that leads to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. How does it become broad? It's because of the multiplicity of ideas. See, the, the, the way to heaven is very narrow. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus says. But the devil offers you a thousand ways. Thousand ways. And all those ways, if this way is too difficult for you, it doesn't matter. You can choose a little more easier way. No. it's like switching lanes on a 10-lane highway. Oh, it's okay. This is eight, ni- 90 miles per hour. You want to go slower. This is 70. Switch up. Okay, that's too fast for you. Go down to here. It is 30. Okay, and again, you want to speed up. But the narrow way is not like that. There's only one way. and It is narrow. Okay. So we need to understand this is how it works. The white spirit just deceives you. And we have to be consciously on the watch because it gets. It's because we are living in this canopy called the world. Canopy called the world. We are not living. We haven't escaped <laughs> this life. We are still caught in that old rotten flesh, born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and in this canopy called the world, which is under the sway of the wicked one. And if any one of us ever thinks we can escape deception any day, we are fooled. We are susceptible to deception every day. That's the atmosphere we are working in. So the kingdom of God has to be violent, spiritually violent. That we have to wake up in the morning. Till we go in the night, we are fighting. What we choose to hear, what we choose to watch, what we choose to say, all has to be guided by the life of Jesus Christ. That is the doctrine of Christ. Then the third thing. I'm. I'm. I'm only giving you a rough. coming days we'll look at it in more detail. James one two, one twenty two. And be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yours. The third is one is a world system. Third is the demon. Second is a demonic system. Third is a self system. <laughs> self deception. How, and this does not happen in the world. This happens only in the church. Self-deception in the church because the world doesn't hear the word. Doesn't hear the word. Okay, this is unique for the church. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Otherwise what happened? You deceive yourself. And that's a very dangerous deception. See, why I say this is not possible in the world is because he's not hearing the word, so he's not deceived, he's blind. It's a blind man. If he falls into a pit, you don't blame him. How did he fall? He'll say, I am blind. Right? (laughs) But if you, who has 20-20 vision, falls into the same pit, he will ask, how did you fall? Okay? How did you fall? So this is what they're talking about. That this danger is simply because now all of us sitting here, we are listening nicely. We listened yesterday. We listened today. We worshipped. We will pray. And we will go and do nothing. But because we did all these things, we feel we are right. Yeah, We feel it is. Right? And we deceive ourselves. <laughs> deceive ourselves. Are you getting the picture? Because we kept the outward trappings, but the inner core is completely missing, but because we have the outward core, we say, okay, I, I went to church. The question is not that whether you went to church. The first question is, did you worship in church? Not whether you went to church. Everybody went to church. That's not a question. Did you worship? Did you pray? Three things primarily first happen in church. Worship, prayer. Did you hear? Were you convicted? Did you obey? Did you repent? Did you choose to obey? These are the questions. Not that I went to church. I liked worship. Nobody asked you whether you like worship or ask God, did you like worship? I mean, nobody is asking you or me, did you like worship? The question we ask is, Did I worship? To. Did you like my worship? Did you like my worship? Okay. See, worship and sacrifice are usually connected, right? You will see in the Old Testament when certain people sacrifice, the Bible says... God breathes nicely and said he liked the sweet aroma. What is that aroma actually is of the, 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 the flesh of the animal burning. Okay. The flesh of the, we also, we like that smell because of cooking and we need a lot of masala also in it. Okay. Okay. But what does that mean? Every time you are on the altar and your flesh dies, God breathes and he says, I like it. I like the death of flesh. That's how you spiritually understand Old Testament sacrifices. Otherwise, where there is a sacrifice but there is no death of flesh, that sacrifice is worth nothing to God because that is why the flesh is burned. The flesh is burned. Our old nature, that flesh nature. So we need to ask these questions. Ask these questions. So this self-deception is a very dangerous deception, and we are all we are all susceptible to it. Okay, so be very careful. So the three primary things through which deception the white spirit comes the world system, the demonic that speaks to us, demonic doctrines, sorcery, signs, wonders, all this through which he deceives. Okay deceives. Okay, and then third is self deception. In Second Thessalonians chapter two, three and nine and eleven. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Okay, so deception will come. But when the deception comes first, what will happen? A falling away will happen. People will fall away from the faith why do they fall away from the faith is because these three things will become very powerful in the last days one the sway of the wicked one over the world will increase earlier days earlier days like you know let us use u.s as an example okay earlier days the laws of u.s was very righteous and very powerfully enforced so, it was like if you look at the, the, the corruption in the Justice Department and the FBI. Once upon a time, FBI was such a reward institution. It was almost like incorruptible. The FBI agent took a case. If you are a criminal, your goose is cooked. Those people were not corruptible. So laws were righteous, law enforcement was kind of righteous, wicked people were always there in the system. But overall the system was righteous. But now the laws are changing, people are corrupt from the top to bottom, everything, so what is happening? The whole world system, the power of the enemy has actually increased. It is not like old days. Now let us think about 1947, No, we became free. Our nation was poor. People were illiterate. Poverty was very low. But the leaders were righteous. Leaders were righteous. Okay? Today, if you look around, we have come far ahead from what we were 75 years ago. But... To find a leader who does not compromise, who's very stable and sure about the values he hold on, who's incorruptible, where do you find them? Is it possible to find people like that? What has happened in seventy-five years? Education has increased, technology has increased, um, life um, level of um, prosperity, everything index, everything has increased. All around the world, technically, everything has actually kind of become better. But man has become worse than before. So what is happening? The power of the enemy is increasing over the whole world. Seducing spirits and doctrines of demons are like gone mainstream. And self-deception in the church is at the highest. That is why the church is at the weakest. Otherwise, church should be at the strongest now, right? With the kind of technology and reach the church has. Church doesn't seem to be strong at all. Why? Because it's a self-deceived churches. It's the Lavadisha. You think, but this is who you are. <laughs> you think you are this, 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 this. But let me tell you the real truth. Jesus is telling, this is what you are. So what is happening? It's a totally deceived church. The Hevite Spirit has taken over, so we have to be careful, so the Bible talks about let no one deceive you by any means so that day, when that day comes, you would have realized because of deception, so many people would have fallen away, and the man of sin is being revealed, and nobody seems to have any issues with that. Now, let me tell you see how easily it has been you know. Earlier, everybody used to say about homosexuality. People used to be very, very quiet about it. Nobody used to talk about it openly. Now, nobody is even talking about homosexuality. Everybody is fighting about transgender and gender fluidity. How quickly we have moved. These are not any issues anymore. How quickly? But those issues are still issues. (laughs) All these issues are still issues for the child of God. There is no compromise with these ideologies. We may have sympathized with the people who have taken captive by the devil to do his will. But with those ideologies, there can be no compromise. Why? Because those ideologies are demonic. But that's not what is happening. The man of sin, the man of perdition, he is being revealed. He's being revealed. Because we are living in a day where evil is being called good. And good is being called evil. And the whole issue is this. Don't be like Hezekiah. Yeah. You know what happened to hezekiah when judgment was pronounced? He said, it is good. It will not happen in my time. It will only happen in my children's time. But remember, your children are scapegoats. They will not escape this. They will not escape this. So be very careful. Go to verse 9 and 11. Same chapter. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe. This is familiar. But don't let familiar scriptures become familiar. (laughs) Is truth about it never changes. the Bible says you no, know, God will allow them to be deceived because they did not receive the truth. The truth is here okay the truth is here. It is not just to be read and meditated. It need to be believed and practiced okay that is this is the truth, and I'm not going to move to the left or right from that. I will stand on it, and if I have to die by it, I will die by it, and I will live by it and die by it. They overcame the devil. By the blood of the Lamb, the one who deceives the whole earth. And by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even unto death. You know, people die for their doctrines. People live or die by what they believe. Believe. And that's what the Bible is talking about. So, Christ's primary warning. Matthew chapter 24, 2 to 4. Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? First thing, (laughs) Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed, no one deceives you. First warning is this, don't get fooled by the Hivite spirit. Mm let no one the trafficker will be babylon will be at its highest will be at its highest okay it will be all buying selling buying and selling loss gain loss gain everybody is making decisions based on loss and gain the traffic and the fear intimidation the people's hearts will fail because of fear that will be there and then the third one the most powerful one People will get deceived. Between one and two, deception. See, for deception to take place, deception to take place, it there's a certain kind of atmosphere that has to be created. That's why Jesus said, beware about the deceitfulness of riches. Riches. Deceitfulness of riches. Riches does not mean money alone. Riches in whatever you value whatever you value. Like my parents valued education. So they put all their money into that because they valued that. So that was where their money was invested. Their whole life savings, property, everything they put it into their children's education because they valued. So that was where they said their riches. I'm not saying it is right or wrong. I'm saying riches can be. Some people, if you go, they don't have much money, but they have these paintings. It's are worth millions. So see that it's value. Stamps, you know, people who make, you know, they put you know, put into those kind of things. So riches, but it's very deceitful. The deceitful, that's the Canaanite spirit. So the Canaanite spirit creates a very conducive atmosphere. Then comes the Hittite spirit, fear and intimidation. When you have these two canopies, deception is very easy. Let's take a child. Okay, not a child. let take a person. I think about this as a person. And is being offered. Okay, you take this job. You know what? You will make lots of money in this job. And then comes the other one and says, if you don't this a job, I will see to you that you get no other job. So two spirits. Very easy to get deceived. The atmosphere to be deceived is created by the Canaanite spirit and the Hittite spirit. The Hivite spirit works. Easily. Easily. Works. Are you getting it? They overcame Jericho. Pots and pots and gold set it apart. One man stole he was killed. Then they destroyed I. Now all the gold is theirs. Right? But when they... when they were defeated by the spirit of I, that this thing, fear also had come in. So now money has come in, fear has come in, the Gibeonites come in and they get fooled easily. See, <laughs> order in which goes they get fooled very easily. So we have to be very, 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 very careful. That's why I always say, you know, the free world church, has to be intimately rooted with the persecuted church. Otherwise, we are very open to deception. And the persecuted church should be intimately connected with the free church. Otherwise, because you are persecuted, you will think your doctrine is right. So you will be deceived there. Because you will take your persecution as sanction, as approval. No, you are approved by your life not by persecution, because communists have been persecuted, Hindus have been persecuted, Muslims have been persecuted, everybody has been persecuted for false. When you are persecuted, be very sure you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Persecution per se, it's it's not valid. What are you persecuted for? For the gospel's sake, for the kingdom's sake. So we have to be very, so these two churches have to always work together, hand in hand. So that we are not um, deceived because we are not persecuted. And they are not deceived because they are persecuted. So we have to always be very, very careful about these things. So, because it is Monday morning, we look at (coughs) these primary things. But I want to look at as a lesson Typical lesson from an individual's life or a family's life. Go to Genesis chapter 25 and verse 23. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. Got it? We know who this is. This is Rebecca. She is conceived after 20 years of marriage. And she goes, seeks the will of God, seeks the face of God. And God says, there are two nations. It's very clear what God's said. The Lord said to her. So it is not some demonic spirit speaking. The Lord said to her, there are two nations. One, that you have two children. Two, one, both will become nations but one will be stronger than the other and the younger is the one that is chosen and not the older. So, very clear. Why I am telling you is because (coughs) in chapter 27 you have this most terrible chapter where three people deceive themselves. The father is deceived by the mother and the son. But actually all three are deceiving themselves. Okay. (coughs) So, simple question is <coughs> primarily, two people are planning to deceive the old man called Mr. Isaac. First question <coughs> to be asked is because Isaac is a type, all of us are like Isaac. Okay, the promise seed, so we are born of that seed. We are like Isaac. Okay, why did Isaac get deceived? We are not talking about any Gentile, we are talking about One believing family, only believing family in Israel, Canaan, got completely deceived. Why? And the head of the house got deceived. Why did he get deceived? Go to Genesis chapter 27. And we will read from verse 1 onwards. (coughs) Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called Esau his oldest son and said to him, My son, And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your cure, your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love. Bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. So the first thing we need to understand is, when do we get deceived? When do we get deceived? First thing. Isaac and Rebekah knew the will of God. The older shall serve the younger. It is a younger that is chosen. The first reason Isaac got deceived and we get deceived is because we ignore the revealed will of God. First reason. This is the revealed will of God. Don't go to the specifics and all. Let's stand with the general will of God. What the Lord has spoken. He has spoken. Lord has spoken. The Lord said. So there is no con- confusion there. The Lord said. There's no confusion at all. The first reason people, okay, we're talking about believers. The first reason people get deceived is because they ignore the revealed will of God. The minute I, you, anybody, ignores the revealed will of god we are ready for deception okay genesis 2:17 but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day you eat of it you shall surely die so right from the beginning it was the same revealed will of god all these trees you can eat don't eat from this tree. If you eat, you will surely die. Eve conveniently ignored the revealed will of God. And man died. See, so if you re- ignore the revealed will of God, you are already open for deception. What? Pattern has never changed. Pattern has never changed. Okay. Why do we get deceived? Because we ignore the truth of what God has spoken. That's why in Psalm 51 and verse 6. 51 verse 6. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you make me know wisdom. He realizes that. This is his confession. No, After the messiness, he says, you know what? I ignored all that. And I've reached this point. I understand. I need to go back to the blackboard. I need to walk according to the truth that was hidden inside. Inside, you have to go back. You have to go back. There is only one way back. Okay, the way back is also narrow. See, the prodigal son when he left the house, it was a highway. But when he come back, he had to come back only narrow way back. At the end of the, it says restoration, everything, but that way is back. Understand. First reason, Isaac at prototype, because we saw three pipelines through which deception comes: the world system, the demonic system, and self-deception. What did he? He ignored the will of God, and he fell. <clears throat> the reason we study, we meditate, we hear the word of God, is so that we will know what is the will of God. (laughs) See, everybody wants to know the will of God in terms of the world and the future. That is not the will of God. That is the will of God. That is the least important part of the will of God. Think about it. Eternity is timeless. You live here for 60, 70, 80 years. You are so worried about the future, about these 80 years, and ignore eternity. I mean, rationally, we won't. I mean, if you have to think rationally, we will not do that. Why do we pump and beat up our children, study, 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 because you're so worried about the temporal future at the cost of the eternal future?
1: Are we getting the picture? <laughs>
0: That's what is happening. The word of God, God Jesus said, Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is the truth. Okay. Your word is the truth. The word of God is the truth. That is where the will of God is revealed. The will of God is revealed. And the will of God is basically, how does God want you and me to live? To live. You know? But that's not what education is all about. Education is not about living. Education is primarily about how to make your money. Because at the end you get a job, and with the job you make a money, and then you end up doing what your parents did for the past two hundred years. Your life can be put in Genesis chapter four or Genesis chapter five, four he built death is not mentioned, begat is not mentioned here lived, died, lived, died, lived, died, lived, and one man walked with God, another man called upon the name of the Lord and that is all the same. Don't get caught in the trap. Because the only antidote to deception is the truth. It's the word of God. Then, (coughs) Genesis 27. Let's go back there. Hmm? Twenty-seven. Listen carefully, okay? You heard yesterday about one man. Lot is a prototype of most Christians. Not Abraham. (laughs) Please don't. Lot also reached heaven. (laughs) How did he reach with nobody? It came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim, he could not see. Now, practically, simple question to ask. Why did Isaac get deceived? Because he could not see. <laughs> yeah? Why did Isaac get deceived? Because he could not see. If he was able to see, Rebecca and Jacob could not have deceived him. But they were able to deceive him deceive him because he could not see. But it is a physical metaphor. First Kings chapter 14 verses 4 to 6. Okay, 14, 46. Jeroboam's wife did so. She rose and went to Shiloh, came to the house of Ahijah. And Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were glazed by reason of his age. Now the Lord had said to Ahijah, Here is the wife of Jeroboam coming to ask you something about her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus you shall say to her, for it will be when she comes in, she will pretend to be another woman. So it was when Ahijah heard the sound of her footsteps, as she came through the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why do you pretend to be another person? For I have been sent to you with bad news. So this is a metaphor. The issue was not that Aisha could not see the issue was, Isaac had stopped hearing. He had stopped hearing. Spiritual blindness had set in. So why was Isaac deceived? Why are God's people deceived? Because they are not hearing anymore. They are not hearing anymore. They are not hearing anymore. Okay, Please understand. First reason. Why Isaac, a type of a Christian, was deceived. He ignored the revealed will of God. Second, he stopped seeking God. Stopped hearing from God. He stopped hearing from God. Second Kings chapter 6 and verse 17. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. The Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Okay, it's a prayer. Now, this is a prayer also. We should pray. We are caught in all kinds of situations. Our prayer is, Lord, open my eyes that I see. What should I see? I, I don't, I'm, I, this I can see. I can see all the armies of the enemy. That I can see. I can see all my problems. That is not what I want to see. What I want to see is that how do you see? How do you see? Because there are two realities. Every one of us has to look. I'm living on earth. In <laughs> this system. Two, I'm seated with Christ. So I have to see both. If I only see this, then I'm going to sink. But if I see, I will be able to Stop. stand. Mm. So Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Mm. Otherwise, how are you going to handle the pressure? How are we going to handle the pressure that is coming upon the whole earth? How are we going to handle this pressure? If you don't see? Growing old is not the issue. Growing spiritually blind is the issue. 2 Corinthians 4.4 four. 4. Mm. The, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Okay. Like I said, no, I think it's last Friday I said, no, to see there are two things you need. One, you need eyes. Second, you need light. If you only need eyes, then we should be able to see in the dark. We are not able to see in the dark because there is no light. Okay. If all you need is light, then everybody should be able to see. But blind people are not able to see because there is light, but they don't have vision. Okay, so there are two. What does the devil do? He blinds. He blinds he blinds. Now, when I'm standing here, let me tell you, when I'm standing here, you can see me better than I can see you. You know why? Because I am blinded by these false lights. These are not true lights. These are false lights. Okay, This is not real light. This is false. And this light is shining on my eyes. So, I cannot see you as clearly as you can see me. So, this whole world is false light which has blinded our eyes blinded our eyes okay what is blinded our minds are blinded let me honestly think sometimes i think i am a rarity in the church how many of you regularly think and meditate on heaven Why do I say I watch all these things? Trains, okay, there may be no trains in heaven. I'm okay with that. But why do I keep watching all this? Because I'm already thinking what kind of a house and an area I want to live in heaven. I spend most of my time when I'm idle watching stuff which keeps my mind focused on the life that is coming. Because it keeps you calm. That is your reality. Heaven should be your reality, not earth. Earth is an aberration. Why does the Bible constantly say, if you have been raised with Christ Jesus, then think on things that are above. You know. See, every fairy tale which we read, you know, at the end of it, the prince came on a white horse and carried the princess and they lived. Ever after. You know, that is the truth of Genesis and and Revelation 19. He's coming on a white horse, he sweeps her off, and they live happily ever after. It's the Bible. It's a real story. And your mind should be on those things. Why don't people think? Everybody's mind is focused on the world. Focused on the world. Yes, you have to think about the issues, handle issues and all, but after that, we have to learn to, at certain part of every day, to detach ourselves and think on where we are going. Otherwise, it is not real, right? If you really believe you are going somewhere where you are going to live forever, <laughs> then you should be, if it's real, then you should be thinking about that, Right? Problem is most of those, most of us don't think about heaven. (laughs) Because the God of this world has blinded, blinded our eyes. So that's what happened to Isaac. First thing, he ignored the will of God. Second thing, not that he grew old, he grew blind. He grew blind because he stopped hearing. When do, that's why hearing is so important. It is so important to keep hearing from God so that our eyes we will be able to see. We'll be able to see. 27.4. Genesis 27.4. Make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. Third thing, his stomach made the decision. The decision was not made by rational common sense or by the spirit. It was made by his appetite, by his stomach. Be careful. Or desire. Stomach means desire. Because our first desire is food. Every child is born with all the desires of an adult, but unknown. What is known to the child is food. What the child knows is food, appetite, desire. So when you are talking about food, you are talking about appetite, desire. First Corinthians chapter 6, 12 to 14 Philippians 3.19 All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and stomach for the foods. God will destroy both it and them. And then it goes into the other appetites. But it begins with food. Begins with food. Okay. It begins with food. And then goes on to sex. Whole range of appetites over there and the Bible talks about Isaac is making a decision based on his desire. It's a very dangerous thing. Okay, on his appetite. Philippians 3 19. Whose end is destruction? Why is there end destruction? <coughs> because a God is their belly. God is their belly. You cannot. If you're walking with God and you wanna fulfill God's will on earth, you cannot choose what you like. <laughs> it God may not that have it for you at all. <laughs> like what donkeys ears I'm stuck in a city I dislike till today. But it's got nothing to do with what I like. <laughs> <laughs> Only reason I'm here. It's because of God and the, you honestly ask me or my wife, I don't have a single reason to stay in Hyderabad other than the church. We have no reason to stay here. <laughs> what do I have in Hyderabad? Nothing. I don't visit even a person in Hyderabad. <laughs> I have nothing in Hyderabad except my church. <laughs> Your likes are irrelevant. Your desires are irrelevant. That is not how you make your decision. That is not how you make your decision. If likes was there, then I would be up there in the mountains in Sikkim or Darjeeling or Kalimpong or any one of those places. I started a church over there and happily lived and I can speak the language like a native. They wouldn't even know where I am from. I would be very comfortable because that's where I grew up. But that's not where I am to be. What does our likes have to do with it? Isaac made a decision. He said, "Go hunt some mention, make savoury food. We like savouries, no? Hyderabad is famous for savoury food. That I may eat, then my soul will bless you. <laughs> their God is their belly. Let me ask you this question: No, like young people are sitting, slightly all kinds of people. When you make your choices." Food, <laughs> health or taste, clothes, these are all choices. <laughs> How do you make our choices? Education, jobs. <laughs> How do you make choices? Ask these questions. The simple thing is, first, like I said, the easy way to make your decisions, there are a couple of things I will tell you how it's easy to make a decision. One thing, first, core belief is this. uh, God is good. God is good. So if I leave the choice to Him, He will never make a bad choice for me. That's the second thing. Third thing, even if it looks bad, it will be only temporal. It will be eternally good. On the other hand, if I make a choice, it will be temporally good and eternally bad loss. You have to, you have, you have to bring God into the picture. If you don't bring God into the picture, we truly will not be able to make choices. Right choices. If you look at Isaac, one person, Isaac, Rebecca or Jacob did not bring is God. (laughs) They did not bring God into the picture at all. And here is God. He knows only these three people. Four people he knows in that family. And these four people do not include God at all in the decision making process. Imagine for a second any one of these four. Isaac, Goes and says, no, today I'm not going to eat. Rebecca asks, what happened? No, I need to pray. I need to seek something from God. Story would have been different. Or Isaac decides, Rebecca decides, no, God had told me so many years back, I need to go back to check with God. What should I do in a situation when my husband is going wonky? She didn't go. Mommy tells this to Jacob. Jacob would say, Yeah, yeah, I heard about this from you long ago, but I am not going to do it. Let me go fast and seek God. He didn't do that. Or Esau. Give Esau also benefit of doubt. He goes and asks God, Daddy is calling me to do this. Would you please, God of my father Isaac, tell me what to do. God will say, no, that is not for you. That is for your younger brother. That does not mean I have discriminated you. I have another blessing for you. Don't do that. Nobody asked God. Nobody asked God. That's what the Bible says. Their God is their belly. Romans 16, 17 and 18. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those, for those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ by their own belly. Now, just don't bring food alone over there. All these divisions are caused in people who are serving their own appetites. People who are creating division. Why do they create all these things? Because that old nature belly is there and they want to feed their belly and that is not being fed. So they create a division over there. Why did Apostle Paul and Barnabas? Who is this? Is it real or this is fake? <laughs> this is real, fake. Okay. I saw money lying over there. I saying, what is child doing with money? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Apostle Barnabas and Apostle Paul, why are they fighting? Because Barnabas wants to take Mark along. The simple question is, Paul and Barnabas are on a journey. Mark left halfway and left and after that, Paul said, we will not take Mark. Supposing Mark is Peter's cousin and not Barnabas' nephew, would there be a fight? (laughs) But it is Barnabas' nephew. So, Billy came in. So you need to understand what this belly means. Belly means where we are attached. Apna. Apna adda. (laughs) (laughs) Where apna comes in, suddenly the belly comes in. Okay? So understand how it works because we need to... That's why this uh, fasting is put as a discipline in the kingdom of God because if the appetite in my life begins with food, As a child. And then it touches every area of your life. So if it is food, then that is where it has to be struck. You fast. You fast. You fast so that you learn. You learn a discipline of fasting so that you learn to deal with the belly. Learn to deal with the belly. You fast. Otherwise you will realize we cannot... It weakens the flesh. We will not be able to survive. We will not be able to survive. Because it strengthens our spiritual hearing. Strengthens our spiritual hearing. We are able to hear better. When we weaken the carnal, weaken the carnal, we will be able to hear better. Why were the nine disciples who were down when Jesus was up on the Mount of transfiguration with three, James, Peter and John, why were the nine not able to cast out the demonic? Because, Jesus said, this kind comes out only with prayer and fasting. Why were they not able to handle the demonic? Because they did not, their flesh was too strong. Too strong. Okay, So we have to see it all in terms of eternity. What are we fighting? What are we looking at? Because we are not fighting, we are not living in normal days. We are living in the most un- abnormal days. But that is what the Bible has said. This is what the last days would be. And we don't see it. We are blinded. We don't hear it. We are deaf. And we are not engaged in it. And there is something wrong with us wrong with us because the Bible says if God did not shorten those days even the elect would be deceived. The power of the Hivite spirit the elect would be deceived because the Canaanite spirit, the Hittite spirit and the Hivite spirit these three spirits will be at its peak in the last days. It's all about money. The last days is all about money. People will kill their mother for money. They don't care anymore. People are like that for money. And fear is so rampant because of the crisis. Global crisis started with the COVID. Fear is so much rampant because people have been pushed into the cities where we are so dependent upon the system, which creates enormous insecurity. Insecurity creates enormous insecurity. So fear comes in because your security has gone. So mammon has come in, fear has come in, and then deception is rampant because of social media. Everybody is on talk show, everybody says she's speaking supposedly the truth, nobody even knows what is real. All these months, for one year, we were told Ukraine is winning, winning. Now the leak is coming and you are realizing Ukraine is getting thrashed. So they were lying all this while. And I kept on telling you, Russia cannot lose. Whatever they say, it is a lie. Russia cannot lose. Why did I say that? I did not say that because of the news. I said this because of it. It is written, Russia cannot lose. Cannot lose. There is news beyond the news. Cannot lose. But they have been lying to us. They are all lying to us. Everyone is lying to us. And we, get, we are getting deceived. And we are still hoping and putting our trust in the system and not in the kingdom of God when God, Jesus, in such gentleness comes and tells us don't worry about what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. Pagans run after these things. Your father already knows you need all these things. Instead, what he should be doing is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. and All these things shall be added unto you. That is an airtight promise in any situation, any time, anywhere. And still, we don't hold on to that. Hold on to that. Ask my wife. (laughs) You know, we live like that. Day to day we live like that. Empty fill, empty fill, empty fill, empty fill. We, I'm I'm not going to give in to fear. I was telling my wife on Saturday. I said, my one credit card EMI came in. I looked at it. Lord, 23,850. How much is there in the account? 1,000 rupees. Next thing comes, another text comes. This is from Israel. Look at it. Papa, Pastor Bowa, donation, I sent this thing for you. 23,350. Bah. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> okay, what do you say? <laughs> Every day you can love. The siege will break whenever he wants to break. But you have to learn. You need to have this confidence. Where does your confidence come from? Where does It it comes from faith. Lord, I have this confidence you will sustain me because you know, Lord. I am in debt because it's not because I spent. I am in debt because I gave. Therefore, I have my confidence. My God will come through for me. And one thing we will never do, we will never stop giving. We will stop spending. That's not a big thing. We will never stop giving. Because the day you stop giving, the life of Christ stops in you. Because God is a giver. I am not talking about money. I am talking about everything. For it is more blessed to give than to receive. What is that you have to? can give? Give it freely. Freely we receive. Freely we give. You cannot live under this atmosphere. Unless you break through, you have to cut it. I will not give in to these spirits, the Canaanite, the Hivite, or the Hittites. I will not. Because you know what? That is how the enemy touches you. Go to Genesis 27, the fourth one before we close. 27, verses 21 to 27. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is the voice. The voice is Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me. I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him. He ate and he brought him wine. He drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come now, near now, kiss me, my son. He came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed Primarily, we all operate on five senses. Our eyes, our hearing, our smell, our taste, and our touch. Isa can't see. Isa can't see. So, he's relying on the four. Now, he's got an issue with hearing voices, the voice of Jacob. Smells like Esau. Feels like Esau. Food tastes like Esau. Three to one, he was ruled out. This is Esau. If you are going to live by your senses, you will be deceived. That's our understanding. We understand human understanding is with our five senses. I see, I hear, I smell, I taste, I touch. With this five is our understanding how we grow. But man shall not live by that. Man shall live by faith. He shall live by the spirit. Why did Isaac get deceived? Because he went by his senses. Sent by his senses. One sense was there, wasn't there. Okay. The primary sense was not there. See, he could not see. He could not see. Okay, so that was so See, he had four left. Out of that four, he had doubt about one. The voice sounds like Jacob. But the other three tallied. Now, look, most people make decisions like that. <coughs> four, one, three, two. No? It's a majority opinion of these three. Five. <laughs> hmm? hmm? Why do people go to restaurants... Pay through their nose, eat, and fall sick. Hmm? Why? What do they do? First, for your eyes, they create an ambience. They create an ambience. Then for the ears, for the ears, they create the music. Hmm? create the music. Then for the nose, if you have noticed, the air always comes from that, di- that cooking area, it is wafting around, and the next plate, the next table, all they create all this with your senses. And then, of course, why did you go there in the first place? Because others who went there, recommended it to you. The voices. And finally, your pocket is empty, and then you are saying, I have gastroenteritis. Isn't how we get fooled all the time? Hmm? Oh, the man looks so cute. He's so, and he's so gentle. What happened after marriage? Is he gentle? (laughs) (laughs) We saw with our eyes. (laughs) We heard with our ears. And when she cooked or he cooked, we tasted it. Oh, you cook just like my mother. (laughs) All the five senses got together and we became senseless. (laughs) Please understand. Why did Isaac get deceived? First, he did not seek. Will of God. He ignored the will of God. That's the first thing. Second, he grew spiritually blind. He did not hear from, stopped hearing from God. Third, he had his own desires. Desires. Not necessarily food, but starts with there and can a whole strata of desires. All these desires which the devil will pump in you. And then you make decisions according to your desires. Desires. Okay. Like I may be a pastor, and my favorite book in the Bible is Genesis. I want to preach from Genesis every day because that is my desire. Then now log I'm using the word, I'm using the word of God. The word of God is not using me. That's my desire. You have to be, it is not about what is whether it is good or bad. That is irrelevant. You have to learn to put a lid on your desires and ask, Lord, what do you want? What do you desire? What do you desire? Okay. And the fourth thing is, the five senses. That is our, that's what the Bible says, do not lean on your understanding. Lean on. That's why, if you go to Galatians 5, 24 and 25, okay, we need to understand. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and that's the first thing. See, if you don't do 24, you cannot do 25. No, I will do, I will not do 24. I will eat like a pig, sleep like a log and then walk in the spirit. God says it's not possible. That's not possible. First there has to be a crucifixion of your desires. And then only you can live. Like I said, resurrection is for the dead. Dead. It's a place where Paul will say about the widow who lives for pleasure is dead while living. (laughs) She's dead while living. Because what is she living for? She's living for pleasure. (laughs) So, she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. What is pleasure? Your desires. If you're only going to do what you like, then you are already dead, even when you are living. Living. And the things with God, I mean, why does the Bible say Jesus learned obedience by what he suffered? (laughs) Why does he have to suffer? Because the things which his father is asking him to do is what you naturally don't like. (laughs) What you don't naturally like. Even the Son of God did not like the things which his father told him to do, but he did it. Because he is not going to go by his desires. He, she who lives in pleasure, is dead when she, while she lives. But we have been called to walk in a different way. Put to death. Galatians 5.24, What we crucify our desires. Then, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. This is how you beat the spirit of the Hivites. So keep that four things. okay? He ignored the will of God. He did not hear from God. So he became spiritually blind. His appetites ruled him. And he went by his own perception, understanding in the senses. And in the end, we will realize all four of them were deceived. Isaac was deceived. Auntie Rebecca was deceived. Esau was deceived. Jacob was deceived. They are all at the same level. But there is a doctrine called the doctrine of elect. And therefore, Jacob will come out. All the other three will go down. Jacob I have loved. What did Jacob do to love? For God to love him? Nothing. What did we do for God to love us? Nothing. If God did not shorten the time, even the very elect will be deceived. So God will shorten the time to see the elect are not deceived because they are as culpable for deception like the rest. But because he loved the elect, he will shorten the time. Remember, at the end of the day, we do all precautions but then over and above it is sovereignty of God. So we should pray like Elisha prayed for his servant. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Psalm hundred and nineteen and verse eighteen. Yeah, hundred and nineteen and verse eighteen. No Lord, open my eyes, O Lord, that I may see the wondrous things from your law. See, we don't pray. See why don't people like the Bible? Why we don't make it like a religious ritual? From today onwards, all those who are listening and here, today onwards, before you read your Bible or before you listen to the word, whichever format you choose, pray this prayer. Lord, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your word. Wondrous things from your word. Wondrous things from your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things. This is what we saw yesterday. One man saw, right? 1310. <laughs> what did he see? He's a totally confused man. Okay, Lord lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan. What did he see? It was well watered, like the Garden of Eden, like the land of Egypt. He saw so many things. Confused. One thing he did not see that the people of the land were extremely wicked. He didn't see that <laughs> that thing he didn't see everything else he saw everything else is no? everything else is what do you see? <laughs> what do you see? He's deceived, totally deceived, no? totally deceived. That was when he should have said, yeah, you choose for me. You have experience. I see you praying. I see you at the altar. I respect you. Would you choose? Because you said separate, I will separate, but I don't want to go far away from you. Would you choose a place for me where we are separate yet not far? I know, good walls makes good neighbors, but I don't want to be too far from you. You choose. You choose. That's what he was absolutely deceived. He was deceived by the world. Sodom sort of. is the world's system. He was deceived by the world. And that's what God is asking. You know, we can have our desires, but when Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about when there is this, you see, Two will not work without one. Like Galatians 25 will not work without without 24. Two will never work without one. Everybody meditates on two and hesitates on one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living every day. Lord, here is my body. My body. In it are the appetites the desires, the five senses. Hmm? All this is there in this body. Everything is there in this body. It is there. It is the the container. My soul is in the body. My spirit is in the body. Everything. So here, O Lord, I surrender it. And then, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern. The deceptive world patterns are there. Don't conform to that. Don't conform to that. Don't go in the way of the world. If your desires, your dreams, your vision, your aspirations are like that of the world, how are you different from the world? You need to ask this question. These questions need to be asked. The world has its own pattern of behavior. And if my pattern of behavior is exactly like the world, like we say in English, no, if you walk like a duck, talk like a duck, Quack like a duck. You must be a duck. You don't have to ask anybody. You have to ask yourself, ourselves, searching questions. How am I different from the world? How is my thought patterns different? How is my dreams different from the world? How is, now older people are there, how is it different for my children? What I desire for my children. That is why David is a person so loved by God. This is a king, but it is one thing I have decided. You look at him, no? <laughs> one thing I have decided. What is that? I want to be in your courts. I want to be in your house. This man does not think like a king. You look at the kings of the world. So the people said, we want a king like the nations of the earth. God said, I have a man. But you are asking before time. Because they would not have wanted David. Because David was not like the kings of the world. He was a different king altogether. Please don't, people, last time we didn't answer that question. Like, did Israel reach its zenith during David? No, it didn't. It reached during Solomon's time. Because Solomon was a king after the people's heart. He was just a carnal man. People did not like David. Please don't misunderstand. Read the Bible carefully. David was popular with God, not with man. He was popular with his own soldiers. But after some time, people were not. They were interested in Absalom and people like that. David was a man after God's own heart and God loved that man. People were not very... He had his loyalists. Those who were very close to him realized what kind of a man he was. But people did not. So we need to ask ourselves, what are we? what are we what are we looking for what are our dreams aspirations why are we upset why are we offended why do we get upset is it because these things were touched we have to ask these questions because deception the evil spirit is very powerful and jesus letters to the seven churches ends with a church that is absolutely totally deceived Church of the editions, But if you were to take that picture from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, and put it into today's world, it looks like a real mega church, which has got its massive estates, all their sets of plush seats and lighting and
1: everything.
0: They have no lack of trees like overflowing. And they realize God is with us. God is for us. Look at this. We have need for nothing. They will be saying, Jehovah, Jireh. But the reality is exactly the opposite. God says, you are poor, you are naked, you are wretched, you are blind, and Christ is outside. What happened to that church? What happened to that church? The church was deceived, completely deceived. That's what the Bible is talking about. We have to be careful. At a personal level, like Dina, or a corporate level, like Gibeonites, you can be deceived as a nation. And the only reason they got deceived was because the Bible says they did not seek the counsel of God. That's why the Gibeonites deceived them. They looked at all the outward trappings and said, oh, poor people, they're from far away. Let's make a covenant with them in the name of the Lord. And the Bible says they did not seek the Lord's counsel. They did not ask God. So at a personal level, Dina should have gone and asked his dad and mama, can I go out and see? Dad would have said, no, don't go. It's not safe. I keep telling that people don't okay. You can fight as much as you want for feminist rights. And I, and I believe in those rights, but it's not going to happen until Christ comes. After Christ comes, go out in the night. Nothing will happen. But till Christ comes, stay home at night, girls. It is not safe because the world is wicked. Stay home. Learn from Dina. It is wicked. It is an evil world. It is not a safe world for children, women, even men now. It is such a wicked world. Stay home. It is not safe. Do you know after that chapter, you don't hear about Dina anymore? Do you know what happened to her? We don't know what happened to her. Poor child. No? Poor child. So these are simple things which we need to understand. And be very careful. Yes, these rights are there. All these rights are going to happen rightfully when Christ comes. Because the saints will rule. It will be a scepter of iron. None of these things will be there. Till then, value yourself. Be very careful. Whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice are you listening to? We heard that seven (laughs) counsels about living among the dead. How to live among the dead. Otherwise we will not. So this morning as we go, don't worry about what is coming. (laughs) Be excited about who is coming. Otherwise worry will eat your minds up. And honestly, I'm telling you, okay, please think about heaven once in a while, at least. Please. It's very enjoyable. (laughs) Very enjoyable. Because it's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. You go to Revelation chapter 21 and keep reading. First thing you read, no grief, no pain, no sorrow, no sickness. Hallelujah. Two father is there always in the house with you. Dada is there. Big dada is there. He's come down. He's gonna live with you. (sighs) Then you hear about that city. A city is not a city. (laughs) The city is not a city. 1,500 miles breadth, length, height. It's a huge cube. And there will be all kinds of things. Except for the sea, everything else is there. Somebody did. A, I read long ago. Somebody did a calculation of the area of the city and approximate number of saints who would be part of that. Yeah, you get around ninety-nine acres. Each one gets around ninety-nine acres. You do what you want in that. That's why I'm planning. I'm not kidding. Till last night, I'm sitting and planning on my estate. If you want to escape the oppression of what is happening in the world, plan your estate now, because you will have the skills to build it. With no energy levels going down. Plan it out how you want to build your estate. 100 acres is enough. (laughs) And this is true. This is absolutely true. You are not going to get tired. This body is not going to wear out. You are not going to sleep. You don't need to sleep. And you have all the saints to help you. And you can, no competition, no jealousy, not neighbor's uh, envy, honor's pride, (laughs) none of this thing. Everybody will enjoy each other's estate. That is life, dream. It's a real life. It's a real life. Okay. No hot, no winter, salubrious climate. Okay. Think about these things. The Bible says, if you have been raised up with Christ Jesus... Okay. okay, If you have been raised of it, that's why we as people, when saints die, we rejoice. There is grief. but It's a grief of our separation. But we rejoice. Especially saints who have lived well and fought the good fight. There is joy. There is joy. You know, wow. Wow, this lady was a fighter. Her legacy still lives. And she's there. Away from all pain, everything. That's escaped there. So we look at all those. That's how we look at life. You know, so we, everything has to change. How we look at death itself has to change. That is the end of all our desires on, on this death. Right? God is God. Even that has to change. Death is not the end. Death is the beginning. Death is the beginning of life. So plan. Plan. <laughs> Let's have Peter. Peter must be planning now in Nigeria.
1: He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. Ascended more strength as the labors increase to added afflictions. He added his mercy to multiplied trials. His multiplied peace. His love had no limit. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth again. When we have. Exhausted, our store of endurance. When our strength has failed, ere the day is half done. When we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's forgiving is only begun. His love has no limit. Praise hath no measure, his power no boundary known unto man. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. Fear not that thy need shall exceed his provision. Our God ever yearns his resources to share. Lean hard on the army, the lasting availing of Father both thee and thy Lord will upbear. His love has no limit. Praise hath no measure His power The boundary Known unto man For out of his infinite Riches in Jesus He giveth And giveth And giveth Again His love Has no limit his grace hath no measure, his power no boundaries known unto men, for out of his infinite riches in Jesus he giveth and giveth and gave again.
0: Father, this morning we come to you, Lord. Lord, we want to thank you for your goodness, O oh Lord. Lord, truly, Father, even our entire mind, thoughts cannot contain the goodness of God that will be revealed in eternity, Lord. For your word says, eyes have been seen, no ear heard. But God is prepared and is preparing for those who love him. Eternity will be an eye-opener, Lord. I pray, Father, when all these things happen, Father, truly, Lord. We will look up and not look down. We will look up because our redemption is drawing near, Lord. We will not turn back. We will not pull back. For oh, we have put our hand on the plough. We will occupy it till you come our eyes will be always upwards O Lord because in this earth everything is temporary Lord everything is temporary but we are moving into your realm which is eternal and dear sister Lord has moved there last night once again I want to thank you for her life and for the children spiritual children she has left behind and I pray for comfort for our family and for the spiritual children. Lord, They have lost a mother, but Lord you are always there. You will never leave us, nor forsake us. Parents will go, shepherds will go, close friends will go, but then there is you who will never leave us. And I pray everywhere, Lord, we will learn cling to you as Jacob clung to you at Venia you are the Lord of all comfort the God of all peace the God of all strength you want to learn from Isaac Lord your will I pray we don't ignore your revealed will in our lives. The Hivite spirit is there trying to deceive us to step the boundaries of God's will. To ignore God's will. To choose or bless something that is outside God's will. church worldwide we are in the thick of the battle every day we want to be the living among the dead and not the dead among the living difference. We want to stand in your house once again. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. And we want to proclaim, Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. God's people said, Amen. Amen.